0: hello hello hello
1: Hello. welcome to the bears birds and brews podcast this is a show about the chicago bears the atlanta falcons and beer my name is asif lakani my co-host is
2: nabil alani
1: our producer is Nader wazir and today is a very very special episode of bears birds brews because we're talking about the nfl draft i don't right. know how to do the beat
2: how's, how's that little selection thing go the little jingle Dun, 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 dun. Dun. No, never mind keep going uh, never mind so we
1: are talking about the nfl drafts though even though we don't have the background music and but before that we're drinking some beer because that's what we do every episode <laughs> and on today's episode we are drinking what are we drinking the bill
2: uh this is a wrecking bar uh juice willis gulp fiction so this okay juice willis like uh, bruce willis i'm guessing and gulp fiction like pulp fiction but oh, yeah right. it's uh their ipa juice willis series cheers Alright, right. yeah, cheers.
0: And as they sip, this is sitting at six point five percent A B V, so it is slightly above sessionable. Uh,
1: that's really good. Yes. That's really, really good. It's um it's like light and uh, not light, but it's definitely uh feels appropriate for the warmer weather, if you will. Yeah,
2: this is like this tastes like a regular, like uh, like an awesome IPA. I think it might be a New England style, I believe. But, yeah. It doesn't say so. It doesn't.
0: Shout out uh. Shout out
1: to the folks at Wrecking Bar who had us on Saturday and um, allowed us to send the cellar and really be as loud as we wanted to and drink a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time over there at Wrecking Bar. We, we love Wrecking Bar. This is the second beer we've had from Wrecking Bar, at least yeah. the second beer. Yep, yep. And um,
2: so this does have, like, Galaxy and Mosaic and what's the other one? sabaro sabaro Hops, Yeah. And um, it says it's supposed to have a velvety, soft mouthfeel. I can kind of get that. It is. It is yeah. a
1: soft touch to it.
2: I bet that's why you picked it, cause it has a mouthfeel. All, all beers have mouthfeel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is. Um. It kind of looks like a like a juice, if you will. Right. I mean, Pens, hence the uh, name. Juice Willis. Yeah, but it kind of looks like if you had like a pineapple and mango, or pineapple and orange juice.
0: Yeah, it does look I mean, like it from the
1: glasses. Definitely. Um, I like this. This is a great choice. And speaking of choices, oh. every single NFL team is about to make a lot of choices this weekend. Isn't that right, y'all? Th- that th- is yes.
0: true. Starting Thursday, we have the special... Ba-da-ba-ba-da.
2: No, that's the... That, that's something that's else. That's a charge. I, mm. I need to find this little jingle. All right, we'll find it, but for the, for the show's over. <laughs> Producer, that's on you. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so really excited about this draft. You know, draft is like... It's just always awesome. Like, every team has a chance at this point. Everyone's zero and zero. Everyone has hope. Everyone's going to get that one player that's going to push them to the next level mm-hmm. to make the playoffs, to mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl, to defeat Tom Brady. You know, right. whatever the specific th- your team goal is at this point, everyone now has that opportunity yeah. like, I'm going to get this guy and it'll push us over.
1: And yeah. in theory, we are going to see somebody drafted this weekend who will be going into the Hall of Fame in one day. You I think so, right? Potentially, yeah. And so this like, is, not, not every draft has a Hall of Famer, but
2: yeah, potentially there will be a Hall of Famer in this draft. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's
1: a lot, a lot of good players in yeah. this year's class. And you and talk about on all sides of the bar, right? Like offense, defense. Um, some of these guys are going to become really good special teams guys for a little bit before they take yeah. on more. D- depending on where roles. you're being
2: drafted. But yeah, like they, you're going to see a little bit of everything. We even may see a couple of kickers get drafted, which is the ultimate sin. <laughs> but yeah, there will be kickers get drafted. Because oh. Nabil absolutely hates that. kickers are not football
1: players
2: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna
1: agree
0: to disagree for now i just want a kicker to come up and just kick you right i mean right in the
2: shin okay at least it's a shin i thought you were gonna be more mean i don't think it's gonna hurt
1: (laughs) i mean i don't think it's not gonna feel much better if it's not the shin i I, I thought you meant like right in the middle like right between the legs i mean that's technically they do go right between the poles so you know
2: That's more of see, a cheap shot. See, the thing is, it, um, what's his name? Cody Parkin might hit me in the chin because he's used to hitting the uprights. Yeah, so. you know. All right, so enough kicker talk. But this unless he double doinks, much, then this, he'll just kick way, you in both this chins. is way This is <laughs> way too much kicker allocation already. All right, now there. All right, so let's we got,
0: get started. So we yeah. have the draft coming up Thursday. Do you guys see? I guess before we get into the draft and team specific stuff, let's just talk about the overall draft. Um, do you see any big splash moves or teams that might do something that you think will be out of the blue or
1: wild? Well, you know, um, I think what jumps out at me already, and this is something we talked about last week and it's a move that everybody's going to expect is the Packers have two picks in the first round. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't catch our episode last week with Brian, shout out to Brian for 24 seven sports. Thank you again for coming on. Um, yeah, the Packers have a lot of real estate to play with in the first two rounds of the draft. And obviously with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you're always in the hunt for making a playoff run. and I mean, it's more or less a given. Unfortunately. And, right, unfortunately for a lot of people. <laughs> and um, so I'm really curious to see what the Packers will do because they're certainly going to be swinging for the fences, I'm sure, um, to maximize Aaron Rodgers' time and talent. But also it's a they have a high pick in the first round, um, not quite a top ten pick, but uh, right outside the They're top 12. 10. twelve. Right, so right outside yeah. the top ten, which, like you said in the this could become a star pretty much like in year one, uh, when you ha- and then when you have a guy like a high draft pick being paired with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, watch out, yeah. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh um, anything so, for you?
2: Uh, just a couple of bold. I'm gonna throw a bold prediction out there already. I'm sure we're gonna have. I'm gonna have a couple of more before the show is over, but. I have a feeling that the um, San Diego Chargers, they're still San Diego to me, guys. They're still San Diego. Yes. They will trade up for a quarterback. Okay. If Dwayne Haskins falls in the draft, if he falls past the Giants, I feel like San Diego, the Chargers, will trade up and get him because he's very similar to um, Phillip Rivers, not very mobile, great pocket passer, and you can sit behind him for a year or two and then they were then they'll ready to move on to the next quarterback. They already have a one of the top running backs in the league in Melvin Gordon. Their wide receivers are still growing yep. and their their team looks like they're always ready for a Super Bowl run. And you just don't know when Philip Rivers is going to run out of magic.
1: I mean, yeah. They Indeed. won they won double-digit games last year. They did. They got so, 11 I mean, 12 wins
2: last season. I believe so, yeah. Uh-huh. And they would have they would have been the number 1 seed in the West if it wasn't because of Kansas City. Yeah. Who had a really yeah. great season. So So, yeah, the Chargers are a legit team, and... I don't know. I just don't know how much longer Phillip Rivers can keep doing this, especially if he has a kid every year. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, and for the
1: record, for those of you who don't have the draft list in front of you, um, that pick that Nabil was talking about with the Giants is 17. So you're saying that if Dwayne Haskins is available after 17. Well, no, no,
2: I'm sorry. I meant after the sixth pick because, uh, remember, the Giants, oh, sorry. Giants right. have 6 and 17 thanks to the Odell Beckham trade. Yep. Mm. So the Giants may be – so Giants are supposed to be very hot on a pass rusher. So Josh Allen's on there. Uh, Montez Sweat, so they're they're gonna want a um, they're they're looking for a pass rusher in the top top ten, right? Hoping they can double dip and get a quarterback at seventeen. And if you know San Diego, I mean, if if the Chargers can jump from twenty eight to sixteen or fifteen, that's where they have the yep. opportunity to get their quarterback. Who I believe I believe Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback in the draft.
1: Okay, that's um. that's a fair assessment. I mean, I know a lot of people are high on him. I would think encounter to that maybe Drew Locke if he's available there where the Chargers are picking, that's also somebody so, you can plug into that system. So
2: Drew Locke, I just believe, I just think Drew Locke is too much of a project. I think Drew Locke is going to be good. I mm. feel like he has so, – so when I say I think he's going to be good, every, like every player in the first round has potential to be good. It's just they Absolutely. need to go to the right team and the right, right coach and the right system. There's very few players who are systemless. Mm-hmm. Um, no. One player in this draft who might be systemless is Nick Bosa. Right. who I think is going to be the best player in the draft.
1: Yeah. And it's going to go – we'd be surprised if he doesn't go in the top three. Yeah. Right? I, right? I yeah.
2: think he should be the number one pick for it, not Kyler Murray and whatever this Cliff Kingsbury nonsense that's probably going to happen in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, there's very few players who are systemless in the draft. So, so like, um, I do think that Drew Locke has potential. He just has to go to the right situation. I think Denver could be that situation, but – I just don't know what's happening with the coaching staff. Hey, Vic Fangio is I think he's going to be an awesome coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with a defensive-minded coach, you're going to lose any potential offensive coach you have the next year. Right. So it so having inconsistency at the offensive coordinator position might be Drew Locke's downfall.
1: And yeah, so we'll see what's going on. I if mean, if he ends up in Denver, if he ends up in Denver, right. yeah, And in
2: that specific situation, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and kinda, I guess to your point, like you said, like Haskins would even sit on the bench for a year or two, learn from right. Philip Rivers. In theory, Drew Locke would do the same thing, but of course, it all depends I, on. I don't think so. I don't trust Joe Flacco. I
2: don't think Joe Flacco is going to make the whole year. Who, wh- whichever quarterback gets drafted to Denver this year, I think they'll be playing by week ten. Wow. That's a bold statement. Yeah, that's we're going to have to get
1: that on. Well, we have it on record. We're going to yeah, have to write I, it down I, and refer back to that.
2: <laughs> I am a bold statement machine, and <laughs> and this especially
1: when it comes to, to the draft. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm telling exactly. you,
2: this is my wheelhouse, guys.
0: All right. So, Nabil's already shared his best quarterback. Asif, who do you think the best quarterback is in the league?
1: no, um, yeah, that's in a this great draft. question. In this in draft. draft, sorry. Yeah, that's that's the a really best. good question. I mean, the guy from Oregon is really good. He's not in the draft. No, he's not in the draft.
2: No, Justin Herbert didn't. He's uh, going to come next year. Okay. So, because that's...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely somebody who Oregon has a habit of producing these like high-caliber quarterbacks that do really well offensively. I mean, I think Dwayne Haskins is obviously probably the top of people's list. Um, Drew Locke, obviously I went to Missouri, so I've seen a lot of Drew Locke more so probably than the average um, college fan. I think Drew Locke can be really good. The thing about Drew Locke that um, is really impressive to me is he's very comfortable throwing the ball deep down the field yeah and i think that's something where a lot of young quarterbacks struggle to do it if not um with the arm strength they just struggle to do it like comfortably and accurately and that's something he, that drew lock has d- shown d- that he can do
2: drew lock has the rex grossman factor the fuck yeah. it <laughs> up going deep
1: right. yeah, that, that's what he
2: has yeah. well, which is isn't necessarily a bad thing yeah you need that at a quarterback mm-hmm. at times but it's how consistently he can throw it downfield.
1: Right. And so, like I said, I've seen Drew Locke be very comfortable in that position. So if a team is looking for somebody like that, I mean, I would a think gunslinger. that you're right. he's kind of the person you want to go after. And then, of course, I mean, Kyler Murray won the Heisman. He was the best quarterback in college, uh, and I don't think that anybody can really disagree with that. And sure enough, I mean, he probably will go number one is kind of what seems to be the general consensus. So I think at least if you are looking for a quarterback, which there are a few teams this year, like I think the Steelers need to pick a quarterback. Like we said, the Chargers should get a quarterback. Well, Steelers will
2: be – I think they'll be more later round. You know, they made a bold statement by trading away Antonio Brown saying they could win now. And they drafted a quarterback last year. So if they take one this year, it'll be – I think, in the later round. Well, yeah,
1: and I guess what I should say is, like, I think the Steelers have to have their backup quarterback or their next quarterback yeah. in mind. If they don't already, this is a draft to go yep. get him. Um, so the Steelers, Chargers, Giants, and Broncos, I think, and Cardinals, yeah. these are five teams that are all looking for a solid uh, next quarterback for the and next the few Giants years. And Giants as well.
2: Giants, yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I Giants yeah, I said definitely. that. Yeah, yeah you oh, said well, Giants? Yeah, uh, you
1: did And it. so um, – There's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft for those five teams, yeah, and all of them. Josh Rosen is another one that could certainly. Josh
2: Rosen could be, and that that could be the biggest X factor, Mm -hmm. because he may
1: be the best quarterback available in this draft. Right. I mean, and with him, we could see kind of like what we saw with Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith, yeah. Where one guy gets taken because he's got the numbers, and you know he looks good on paper, and then of course, fast forward a few years later, and
2: Uh, I mean, I could definitely see Josh Rosen getting traded to the Chargers, getting traded to the Giants. He. He's a very pocket passer quarterback and I'm sure Josh Rosen would love to go back to the LA LA area, Oh yeah. So, I mean yeah. that's the one thing yeah. about
1: this draft that's really exciting is there are a lot of quarterbacks available and they will all find a place to go. Yeah. There you yeah, go. For sure. And
0: then second thing is best player available in the draft overall, regardless of position.
2: I'm, said. I said Nick Bosa. Bosa. So yeah. I, I think I jumped the gun on the question. Just a little bit. I did, yeah. But can you explain
0: why Nick Bosa and then Osif?
2: So, so Nick Bosa, like he can do it like as a pass rusher, he can be have his hand down and rush the passer. He can be an outside linebacker. He can do a little bit of he can play inside on the fourth on the four three. He can play outside on the three four. It's kinda of like a Swiss Army knife. He can do everything. He has the size, he has the speed, he has the mobility. Yeah. He also has a bloodline. He's um Joey Bosa's little brother. Yep. You know what you're getting in this guy. It's it's like you're you're buying a commodity with this. Yeah. So I just think that he should be the number one pick in the draft. And you have him going top three? I have him uh, going—let's see right now. I'll tell you where he's going right now. He will go to the San Francisco 49ers at number two unless someone pays them a lot in draft capital. Okay. And if he doesn't go number two, he will definitely go three to uh, the Jets.
0: Which I think would be a scary fit. Or ironically, if he slips to four at the Raiders, I think that would be—
2: No, he he won't slip to four because if someone trades up with um, San Francisco for anything— whoever's at three is taking him.
1: Okay. You wouldn't yeah. trade up if you're not going after both. Citizens. No, no, I, I can definitely see someone trading up for
2: a quarterback at two that they believe. Like if, if for some reason someone says, okay, I'm worried about the Raiders getting Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. or I'm worried. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins That's the only quarterback I would trade up for. It's like, I'm worried about the Raiders getting Dwayne Haskins. I'm going to jump them. And you just say, you know what? I'm not even going to let them get a chance for him to fall to three. I'm going to jump everybody and go to
1: two. So, uh, Quick side note, yes or no question. Do you anticipate seeing a lot of trades on day one of yes. the draft? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, th- so, fun fact.
2: It, within like the last three drafts, I think all quarterbacks in the first round, except for one, was a trade-up to get. Interesting. Yeah. Like, like th- think about it in the, the Bears draft. Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and Pat Mahomes, all three were trade-ups to get. Yep. Um, last year, oh, yeah, except for one. And the one that wasn't a trade up was Baker Mayfield last year because that was the number one pick. Everybody else was a trade up. So, yeah, I anticipate everyone, any quarterback being taken, potentially being a trade up for, except for number one at Kyler Murray. Gotcha. Uh,
1: that's fair. That's great. That's a great assessment and right there. Awesome.
0: Your best player in the draft?
1: Uh, I mean, I think you got to go with Bosa. Uh, I think, um, you know, who, what names do I have here?
2: Quentin Williams is also, like, up there as well. I just. Don't trust Alabama prospects at the next level because they're all, they're playing next to stars.
1: Right, they're they're essentially on an NFL right. junior league already. so right. it's it's easy to look good when the guy next to you commands a double team. Yeah, you no, know, you know if he puts like the if both of you ground. command
2: a double team, then okay, someone's being right. Like, and then when, when, when your secondary is good yeah. enough to go
1: in the first round, yeah. two of, it just wreaks havoc yeah. on the other quarterback. Absolutely. And so, no, I I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I think. Bosa is obviously the player to watch in terms of his career and how that flourishes. I think a lot of people are interested to see Kyler Murray because he is a Heisman and he's a Heisman with good reason. Yeah. And also, again, the bill goes back to your point about who's put in the position to succeed and where do they get drafted? Right. So for example, if we're talking about Dwayne Haskins, he might not become a star until two or three years from now when he's on the bench, whereas Kyler Murray is going to be in their day one, week one, getting the first snap of the season, in theory. Right. And uh, and so then his learning curve will be a lot quicker and a lot more accelerated, and then the offense and that team is going to be tailored to his specific needs. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I think it, a lot of it, there are a lot of variables in that, but as far as raw talent goes, I mean, I think Bosa's, yeah. especially what we've seen from his brother, who is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in, insanely good. Um. I also, uh, I think, uh, what's the name? Christian Wilkins from Clemson is uh, high on a lot of people's lists. I think that's somebody I had the Falcons going for and targeting early, and it's a realistic possibility that they'll get him. What I like about him is that he's played against elite competition in the ACC and then in all these national championship runs that they've had. So he's kind of groomed for the next step already, so he can be an immediate impact player. And another name that... I love running backs personally, and so I think Benny Snell is a beast. And okay. he, might, he obviously won't go in the first round. No. We've talked about how running backs have kind of lost their value in that sense. But I think Benny Snell is a real true NFL talent. I mean, you could see that when he's on the field in yeah. Kentucky. D- and so to see how that translates over to the NFL, again, it depends on where he goes. But he certainly has the ability to become a star at the next level very early on.
2: Yeah, I think Benny Snell is going to be an awesome running back at the next level because he he brings that power, but he still has speed. I just don't see him going in the day one. He may not even go day two. I think he might be a day three prospect.
1: No, of course, and which is totally fair yeah. and wouldn't be unexpected. But I think when you look at okay week seven, it doesn't matter if you went day one of the draft right, right. or day three of the draft. If you're out there on the field and you're getting the ball or the ball is being thrown in the near direction and you make a play. People are going to take notice, and then you get put in the game. And, and, and like we
2: are seeing more running back by committee. Like I can definitely see Benny Snell going to the Steelers. I can definitely see him going to the Packers, as we talked right. about last week with Brian. So like the, the running back situation, the running back is going to go. I'd, I'd be very shocked if we see a running back go on um, Thursday, though. Yeah. Um, even though Miles Sanders is
1: getting a lot of a, a lot of love right now, so he For may. Sure. Yeah. And again, it goes back to. What position you're put in, what system you're put in, and what you're asked to do once you get to yeah. you know training camp in week one and stuff like that.
0: And then who do you guys think is going to be? Anyone that's going to be overdrafted or someone that any potential people that are getting a lot of hype that could end up being a bust or... So uh, which is a bold statement, but you yeah. know. Yeah, anything, so, I'll just so
2: the, and um the guy that I think potentially could be is DK Metcalf. Mm. Uh, I brought him up last week with Brian asking if um the Packers are gonna draft him. But uh, DK Metcalf may go top fifteen. And this guy is a, is a legit monster. Like if you look him up, he's like a, he's he's just a monster. That's the only way to describe him. And he's just shooting up draft boards, but he he's I wasn't even the best wide receiver on his team last year. The best wide receiver was a slot wide receiver, AJ Brown. So, but I feel like he doesn't get overdrafted just by his potential, uh, with his size, his speed. So, but yeah, I think it'd be DK Metcalf.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I you know I can't say that I've watched enough college football this past year to confidently answer that question. Yeah, but certainly there are going to be teams that make a pick. And it doesn't pan out and it doesn't work out for them. I don't want to say Kyler Murray is going to be that guy, but I think when you go number one overall, you certainly have a lot of expectations placed on you. Yeah. That yeah, if of you don't live up to them, you're seen as uh, a bust or, you I, know. I, I
2: can definitely, if Kyler Murray doesn't go number one overall to um, Arizona. Arizona, I can definitely see him falling outside of the top 15. Wow. That's a- that's crazy to think you could go from number one to outside the yeah, top that's, fifteen. Yeah, that is crazy. That's a massive drop. Yeah. But he fits one team's offense. Okay, you know what I mean. And like yeah. this one specific guy loves him. Like I, the only other team that I know that really likes him is the Raiders. But they're supposedly waiting until next year to get either Tua or um, Lawrence from um, Clemson.
1: Well, and they have they have a. Uh Derek Carr so it's not I, like I, the,
2: I, I think Derek Carr's time in Oakland is no I agree and
1: and believe me I'm the first one that I tell you that the Raiders aren't as successful as they should be because yeah. of Derek Carr but I think in terms of well, you which can't I
2: think it's crazy I still think Derek Carr is an awesome quarterback yeah he needs more development yeah he, sh- he shuts it down shuts the play down very quickly but at the same time I don't know what he did that one year and what happened ever since something's right.
1: Well, so, but I'm saying though is like, I don't see the Raiders feeling the need to like go after a quarterback given what they have already. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting. The, the interesting thing about Murray going from one to outside the top 15 is like, that is the style of play that he brings to the table is the new NFL right, the mobile quarterback, the run yeah. hand throw. And so we've seen Patrick Mahomes have success. We've seen Russell Wilson have success with it. So if Kyler Murray is the next G- prototype or, if you will, the next iteration of that, for him to not be sought after as much, like if he doesn't go number one, um, I think it will just tell you like how much of the old NFL, whereas a pure pocket passer, is still – more valuable in boardrooms on draft right. day than that. I, I mean, and we'll see I, I mean,
2: there needs to be a balance between the run and the uh, pocket. So,
0: Okay,
1: For makes sure. sense. Um, all right, so should we talk about our actual teams? I, th-
0: I think we got something in the middle. Let's though, do we? this. Let's pull up my nonsense. Oh, I do okay. have another's nonsense today. Let's Sweet. do it. Um, We're still in the theme music. Yeah, we do. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Nah, nah, nah. Nonsense. Skirt, skirt. Anyway, I
1: think a couple people in the car just hit their brakes. Like, yeah, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> like why? Why or stop
0: listening? Um, anyway, hopefully, that's right, that, with that nonsense real quick. Right. So, for those of you that stuck around, um, there are two big drafts coming up. So, there's the NFL draft, which we're talking about, and right after that, there's the highly anticipated NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the other sports draft system, but I'm pretty sure. Both MLB and NHL do like lowers your the worst record you have the higher
1: seed
2: um, you get automatically. NHL is lottery and and MLB is the worst
1: record. MLB's worst record and that that's <coughs> a crazy draft process. The lottery. Well, the MLB draft, MLB process, draft process. Oh, the, the, it's yeah. like ninety two rounds. Yeah, it's crazy. Jesus, that's crazy.
0: Um, okay, so out of the two draft processes, whether it's lottery or. Um, the lowest record which one do you prefer and which one do you like better or which sport has the best draft process
2: i think the best draft process is the nfl okay i mean well just because you need more players mm-hmm. so uh so yeah i think they they one day do the best show they make the draft a show it's a three-day event so the prime time on yeah. thursday night the the thing Sorry, guys. The thing about the NBA draft is like um, one player in the NBA can take over an entire team, can take over an entire league, right? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really happen in the NFL.
0: Well, I mean, I get the, the so, importance of a drafted player, but then that also makes the drafted right. player more important. Exactly.
2: No? And the thing is like in the NBA, you also have less players in your team, right? So you can't have a three-day draft in the NBA because no one cares after the top 10 picks. Okay. Makes sense.
1: I th- yeah, I think that's debatable in terms of how closely you follow the sport, but right. it's certainly when you know it's not a terrible argument, right? Um, I would think it's actually. I'm gonna go with the NBA on this one partially because bill be picked the NFL, but also, um, yeah, somebody's in the building. I don't yeah. know. It's going on. <laughs> No, <laughs> I heard like that. that. It's, it's the, the fans mad at you for picking the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. Anyway, so I think it's the, the en- I think guns. it's the NBA just because you don't necessarily get rewarded for tanking, which I think is important. Yeah. Um, also, it, because you don't get rewarded for tanking, you do see trades like Luca and Trey so. at five and three. And also, I love the idea of one player being able to take over a whole team in the league and, and establish dominance uh, and I, just change the course of history. I'm going to
2: argue that reward for tanking thing because I feel like because there's a lottery, more teams are trying to tank because they don't necessarily have to be the worst team. They just have to be in the lottery to get a top pick.
1: Which but, is which is fair.
2: So I feel like more teams are tanking now because they know that if they're the number eight seed or the number seven seed, they're just stuck in purgatory. They're not going to go up. They're not going to go down. They're just going to keep missing out on the lottery and keep being balanced in the first round. So what they do is they start they tank for a year, and they hope that they can win the lottery. Mm-hmm. They know their team is good enough to get out of the first round. They just need that one additional player. So they tank one well, year in, in hopes that they get the right player and then they can move up next and, year.
1: And it doesn't always happen. But like I said, I do love the idea of one player being able to change everything right. for a team and a city. And on the flip side, too, I mean, if we look at the Falcons, right, and we'll get to this in a minute, um, the Falcons won their last three games of yeah. last season. And we and They fell out of the top ten. Yeah. Right? And now Ed Oliver, who should be the Falcons' number one pick, might not even be available no. at 14. Because he's recently so, shot up. Right, and so they haven't, <laughs> they didn't tank and they're paying for it. And so it's kind not necessarily a flawed system, but it's, it's you can't go right and you can't go wrong. I mean, it's kind of like you just have to take the cards that you're dealt and hopefully yeah. right. you have a winning and, hand at the and, end and of the And that's also
2: why you have a GM and a coach. The coach is supposed to think day-to-day. The GM is supposed to think big picture. Mm-hmm. So the GM should be like, hey, you know what? We're going to... Um, Julio Jones needs to be out for the rest of the year because he has his phantom injury. Right. But you're really just trying to lose games,
1: yeah. Which we talked about um, on a few episodes, yeah. yeah. You know, toward the end of the last season.
0: I mean, but I personally like the fact that you could be the worst team in the in the NBA and still not be guaranteed a first round pick. You know? I agree. Mm-hmm. Although, I think,
1: although I will say, in the case of the NBA draft this upcoming year, like the Knicks are the number one pick, and I think everybody would love to see them get Zion. But. I right, but, I would not. Yeah,
2: but you know. so, <laughs> it, it, just to argue that, just seeing like you, oh, you like to see that um, there's there's a lottery where the worst team doesn't get the pick. Yeah, in the in the NFL, so you know that there's a highly likely chance that there's more trades. So yeah, last year we did see a uh, Luca for Trey Young, but no one was going to trade um, trade Aiden. This year, no one's going to trade the number one pick if you have Zion. No yeah. one's going to trade the number one pick if you have Um, LeBron James coming out right but we've seen times like hey the Atlanta Falcons traded up to number one to get Mike Vick Mm -hmm. yep you don't see stuff like that in any other sport you don't see someone jumping up to trade for the top quarterback available for the top defensive player
1: available and I'll say too part of what makes the draft process exciting is you know some of these guys from the college level right so it's like is there excitement is there more excitement around Zion entering the draft or like Nick Bosa Kyle well, or Kyle Murray? Well, of well, course, the, well, the answer well, is Zion.
2: Well, this year is a little different just because Zion is this... He's hes larger he's than basketball. He's one of a kind, right? Zion's yeah. larger than basketball. Yeah. But but last year, hey, that Baker Mayfield drama that was going on, that was that was awesome. I feel like last year, NFL draft was huge. Mm-hmm. Now, see, the NFL draft's always huge. It's always going to trump the NBA draft, in my opinion, at least. Hands down. Yeah, um, of course. Ratings-wise, money-wise, whatever. No, wants. and that's a given, for sure. Um, but, like, you know, player-wise... Um, who. Any player in the NBA last year had, is nowhere close to like the markability of a Baker Mayfield, and I sp- and I and I don't like Baker Mayfield. Just speaking personally, yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think the N- NFL draft will. I, I like the NFL draft better personally. Makes
1: sense. Found it,
0: and with the 14th overall pick. The Atlanta Falcons. Asif, if you were there, who would you pick?
1: So I'm totally going for Ed Oliver, if we can. Um, the defensive tackle out of Houston to Atlanta. It seems like, for the most part, that's the general consensus of what makes the most sense for both Ed Oliver and Atlanta. Yeah. Um. And so the thing is, though, I like we talked about a few minutes ago, was that... Ed Oliver is rising on a lot of people's boards, and he might not be there. So if Ed Oliver is not there at 14, um, I'm definitely going with Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle out of Clemson, uh, um, because he's played competitively, right? Not only in the ACC, but also at the national championship level. He's got a high motor, a lot of athleticism, which is stuff that Atlanta Falcons, um, specifically Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov are looking for. And then if he's not available... For whatever reason, at 14, I think uh, Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle out of Washington State, is a good um, person to go after. And that's because Matt Ryan was sacked 42 times last year, which is the eighth most in the NFL, according to some stats I saw. And just think about it, right? Matt Ryan was sacked 42 times. Now, if you take away maybe three of those sacks and you get him to under 40 sacks for the season, ideally under 35 for the season, just think about how many different – ways the Falcons' season can play out yeah. if he's not rushed or on the ground they're getting hit so i think undoubtedly the falcons need to focus on both the offensive and defensive lines and take the best player available because in theory hopefully that'll sync up where the best player available at the time when the falcons pick is a lineman yep so if i'm thomas Dimitrov, that's where i'm going um for the falcons first you know really like their first three or four picks they have nine picks total Nine picks, and, I think, and you're
0: going on the offense or defensive line for the first three or four.
1: Yeah, best player available on both of those lines um, wherever those picks Either come pick. up. Solid.
0: Yeah. And on that note, we do have some Falcons breaking news. Mm. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, Grady Dar- Jarrett just did sign his franchise tender. Does that change your pick or do no. you still best that does nothing defensive yeah. line? That I mean, nothing. if
1: anything, nothing. it makes me want to go get a lineman more now yeah. because I know I have Grady Jarrett, and I know, if, hey, if this season goes well, it's going to be easier to convince Grady Jarrett to stay next season, Yeah, especially because we have somebody behind him who's going to be around for a little bit longer. Well, d- just speaking bluntly, convincing him to stay isn't a big deal.
2: The money's the big deal, which is the hard part to figure out. So if you get uh, Ed Oliver or um, – defensive tackle from Clemson, he well, may be graded you as replacement, to be
1: honest. Right, in theory, and that's also how it could shake out. But again, as we know, winning fixes everything, if not a lot. And so... If, so does if, money. Right, so if the Falcons win, though, it's going to be a lot easier to take a discount for some guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then some guys are inevitably going to walk when the Falcons win, too, which means that they might have more money to play with. Somewhere know. else. Right, yeah. exactly. So if you win, you kind of... You set yourself up for a much better prospect, you know, later on down the line.
2: Yeah,
0: fair enough. And then if I could do the draft sound, I would do it again. But well, Nabil, that's a very
2: difficult one, right? Yeah,
1: at the
0: eighty seventh pick, it's a bunch of chimes and stuff.
2: Yeah, da- no, that's not. That's that. not even. See, it. that's why I messed up at the beginning as well. Yeah,
0: we all. That's all good. We'll we'll just block that out. But uh, at the eighty seventh <laughs> pick, which is second round, because Bears have third. no third round. Bears have no first or second round pick. Anthony Miller and Cleo uh, Mack. Yep. Who are you taking with the eighty seventh pick?
2: So, even though I'm, I always go with best player available. Yep. I really want the Bears to get the best running back available, and it does not. That's always against a strategy that I go with. I'm always best player available, best player available. I even like to trade back. Yeah. But I just feel like we just need that right running back. Miles Sanders may not be there, so I'm thinking either Devin Singletary uh, from Florida Atlantic. Or uh, David Montgomery were from Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Both are running backs. Both can catch the ball out of the backfield. Both are exactly what we need to complement um, Tariq Cohen. And we're going to see uh, Cordell Patterson in the backfield as well next year. Yep. So it's going to be and um and, and what's his name Mike, Ma- Mike Davis. So it's going to be like a lot of different running backs or a lot of different backs behind there. And we just I just want to make sure we have that right one who can be the bell cow because Tariq Cohen can't. He's too small. I think Mike Davis can be. The Mike Davis cow. can be, but we haven't seen enough. He, he was the third running back last year on, on the Seahawks. Yeah. So, um, you know, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, like either of them. And, you know, Singletary, that's just like a Chicago name right there, Mike Singletary. So that'd be perfect.
0: Yep. True. <laughs>
1: um, Nabil, quick question for yeah. you. Yeah, so I think it's safe to say like the Cardinals and the Jaguars probably have the most to gain from this draft because they were the two worst teams in the league last year. Cardinals and the 49ers. Cardinals and 49ers. Well, Cardinals and 49 but offensively Offensively. Um oh, oh, ca- Cardinals and Jags were two of the worst teams last year. I okay. mean anybody in the top 5 has a lot to gain, but yeah, yeah. um obviously when Nick Foles coming in the Jaguars, you know, have at least a quarterback now. So now they just got to build around that. And, then, and uh, Jaguars are sitting at seven. Right. And then the Cardinals have the most to gain. Who has the most to lose in the first round of the draft if they mess it up?
2: In the first round of the draft to mess it up? Oh, let me just make sure who has the first round picks because the Cowboys don't, so that can't be my answer. <laughs> um, that's a an interesting question. I'm not sure how to answer Also,
1: that. if you're listening out there still – and you're following us on Instagram or Twitter at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Instagram, Bears, Birds, Brews on Twitter. Feel free to chime in with your answer to that question.
2: So um, I'm going to say the Giants. Okay. And Giants have two first round picks. Mm-hmm. Giants have taken, and I've been very critical of the Giants because of what they did last year and what they're doing this year. It makes no sense to me. Uh, Last year they could have taken a quarterback, but no, they take a running back. Who is the best running back in the league? So it wasn't a bad pick. But now they got rid of their best player in Odell Beckham just because they're not in a position to win because they don't have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the Giants need to get a piece on both sides of the ball. They need to get their quarterback. And they can't miss on this quarterback because you are going to waste – Saquon Barkley if you don't get the right quarterback right and they need to get a defensive player they need to get I don't know um, Dwayne Haskins I think he's a perfect fit in New York
1: but I feel like they're gonna mess that up okay so quarterback and defensive player for the Giants for sure Um, no that's totally fair and I'm happy you answered that question because was one that I think we will see a lot of analysis around Thursday night is who are the Giants picking obviously they're New York yeah Obviously, with the loss of Odell Beckham, they have a lot of ground to make up in theory, but then they have the opportunity to make up their ground literally overnight right so uh, I mean
2: if the Giants get a quarterback and an above average defensive player, they'll be right back in the NFC east in in a year and a half.
1: all right, we're at about thirty six minutes. Is there anything else we want to talk about real quick? um I don't
2: know now what else we got. We are going on.
0: The other two things we had lined up was, <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you guys think anywhere, if anywhere, Rosen gets traded? Where
2: do you see him going? What would be a great team for him to go to? So, what are your guesses on that one? I guess I ch- I went way too early, way too fast. I chimed in earlier, and I think it's gonna be um Chargers is the perfect fit for him, mm-hmm. but I feel like the Redskins is where he's gonna end up. Redskins. If Kyler Murray goes number one.
0: If Kyler Murray goes number one, do you think Rosen's going to the Redskins? Yeah. Because they did also have an injury at quarterback.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, with um Alex Smith.
1: Yep. Do we, and then do we know who the Bills quarterback is? The Are Bills? They, Josh Allen. Josh They're Allen. I'm just sticking with him. Yep. yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I'm really interested to see what the Dolphins do, actually. um, Yeah, there's some stuff going on out there. I'm really interested to see what the Dolphins do. Um, I don't know. They don't have Tannehill per se, right? Yeah, Not yeah. anymore. Tan Tannehill, I think he I don't know if he got cut yet, but he's on his way out. So I and but obviously you gotta replace him pretty yeah. much immediately, right? And so I think when you talk about Josh Rosen, I don't know if he'll go that early, which is again right out number thirteen, right before yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. But it is possible. Um but the Dolphins certainly need a quarterback. And so I think whoever goes to the Dolphins is kind of if not Josh Rosen, a landing spot, it is a landing spot for a quarterback. And who knows? Maybe they'll even be the ones who trade up for it. All right.
2: And one quarterback to keep an eye on. Patriots are going to take Clayton Thorson. Okay. Calling it right now. Third round, Clayton Thorson from Northwestern. Patriots will draft him. All
0: All right. right. Clayton Thornton. Thorson. Thorson. Thorson.
1: And and if if I'm going to go with a bold prediction, um, saw some mock drafts online, and it looks like Max Crosby, this uh, edge rusher from Eastern Michigan, is definitely gonna come to Atlanta and hopefully replace Brooks Reed and get some sacks on the quarterback.
2: Is that second or third?
1: Uh, they said sec- They said second round, but okay. he could be around. You know, later. I I think that's one of those picks where if it's a little early, you want to jump on it, right? But you don't want to like put all your eggs in one basket too soon yeah but if he's there like you know um if you feel comfortable taking him and maybe going a little bit early i think the falcons should go ahead and do it because it's certainly a need that they have and a talented player at that position to fill that need so it's the best of both worlds
2: so do you suggest an individual basket for each egg my goodness uh-huh. And just so we don't get into this discussion, which if there's
0: any prospect, I think both of you guys said you're high on Bosa. Yeah. Um, is there any other prospect you're excited to see? I know, Nabil, you have the running back. You've mentioned yeah shows because he was the backup to Shaquan. Yep. Um, Asif, is there anyone you're excited to see looking to where they go, probably going to follow their careers? Or Nabil, is there anyone else for you as well?
1: Um, well, I'll go for it. I mean, Drew Locke, obviously, I went to Missouri. I want to see Drew Locke do well. Benny Snell was the best running back in the SEC last year, probably the best running back in the country. So I'm definitely interested to see him. And then, obviously, like any Georgia and Alabama players, just because we've seen them do so well at the collegiate level, yep. Um, to see where they fit in and how they fit in. Like, literally, Sonny Michel went 31st in the draft, and then the next year is scoring the only touchdown in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So like stuff, I'm I'm all for the SEC guys. That's how I drafted Alvin Kamara in our fantasy league because I watched him at Tennessee and I knew he was good. Yeah. So a lot of the SEC players is my blanket statement. Like any anyone from the SEC and what they're going to do. That's that's excelled <laughs> in the
2: SEC. So, yeah. So, gotcha. so, so half of the draft basically. Pretty much yeah. <laughs> um, at least yeah. half of the first so, three rounds. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> outside of Miles Sanders, um, Clayton Thorson, um, I I saw him play at Northwestern. He's a pocket passer. He's really he's like a smart quarterback. So yep. that's why I thought he'd be a good fit in New England. And um, another player, Riley Reed. Mm. Um, he he was a big part of keeping UGA in the national championship game. Yep. Um, two years ago, I feel like Riley Reed is an awesome wide receiver. Um, not Riley Reed. Riley Ridley. I'm sorry, guys. Riley Ridley is Calvin Ridley's little brother. See, i didn't
1: correct you on that because i knew you would figure it eventually out. hopefully no you were trying
2: to figure out who Reid was i'm like who's in the bill talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so riley ridley yeah. under the radar guy i feel like he's gonna be really good the next level but he's gonna be underdrafted i think a third round pop probably um i actually wanted him to go to the falcons and the falcons get rid of julio jones but everyone yells at me when i say that so i'm just gonna keep saying that yeah,
0: i don't think we're ready for all that yet yeah that might be too soon i think it's genius Anyways.
1: Anyways. <laughs> anyway, I mean, who knows? It could happen. <laughs> no, it won't happen.
0: And then just the last thing to end on, where are you guys watching the draft? Any big draft plans? Great question, because that's exactly what I was
2: going to say. And then <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Got you. So I have a tradition with um one of the guys at Ursulon that we've that's brought up way to too back many shows. times. he's gotten a shout-out Yeah. On. We need to stop doing that. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to watch a draft with him. Uh, we watch it <laughs> together every year. Um, last year I predicted
1: Calvin Ridley being drafted by the Falcons and no one believed me. But, yeah. Nice. I actually <laughs> scored the ticket from one of our fans and followers on Instagram to go attend the Falcons draft party at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Thursday night. Which so is nice, epic. If you follow us on Instagram, you will see a firsthand reaction to the Falcons draft pick, and probably a bunch of other cool stuff that's happening at the Falcons draft party. So I'll be there on Thursday night. Nice. Friday night. Um. I'm gonna have my phone on me. I'll get the alerts, and then yeah, you know we'll talk about all that next week. Yeah, probably not be at the Cubs game, but I will be watching the draft on my phone. There you go. Solid. Um, at Bears Birds Bruise on Twitter, at Bears Birds and Bruise on Instagram. Tweet us, hashtag us, follow us, comment on our stuff, and we'd love to know what you guys think about the draft. We'll be watching the draft all weekend, so tweet us and tag us and all your thoughts and all that stuff. And we'll, We'd we'd love love to hear who you're
0: looking forward to, your team picking up, where you think Bears are going to do, Falcons, any other team. They got
1: really deep. I know. All
0: right. Boom.
2: End the show.